Hi there, welcome to Isometric, a gaming podcast from a different perspective. I'm Steve Lubitz, and I am here with our panel, starting with head of development at Giant Space Cat, home of the imminently released Revolution 60 for iOS, Brianna Wu. How you doing, Bri? What's crackalacking? So uh, I heard you have some some big news today. Yeah, yeah, we uh, uploaded Revolution 60 to the App Store, uh, so I'm in a pretty good mood right now. Yay! <laughs> you know, I remember being like 10 years old and playing Final Fantasy and thinking like, God, I could never do anything like that. And just thinking what a dream it would be to ship my own game. And now that it's actually here, and I've actually done this thing that I've dreamed about my entire life, and it's really, really good. I'm just, it's its so surreal. It's its very strange. So, I don't know. I'm kind of just, I'm in my own world today a little bit. See, everyone can achieve their dreams. That's true. That's true. If you can, if you can think it, you can do it. Or something I like that. Fly. I can <laughs> Yeah, it sounds really easy. There's absolutely no barriers to entry at all. <laughs> you just you just think it out. That's, you know, think that's, it. that's what Oprah says, right? You just think it out. Right. That's all that Brie did. I think she Brie just thought has it. proven that it's really easy to make a game and that anybody can do it. Anyway, it's sorry. It takes no I, skill. I'm running oh. over your intro, Steve. Go yeah, ahead. that's okay. It's uh, we, We've gone past that anyway. <laughs> Assistant Games Editor at Pace Magazine, Maddie Myers. How you doing, Maddie? I'm feeling sarcastic today, apparently. <laughs> I that was I just want to clarify that was a joke. It is in no way easy to ship a game. Please don't write an angry letter. I was I was being I was sarcastic. typing it literally should... as I was sitting here typing you the angry tweet. So <laughs> Well, we know from last week that you've already started on your career of uh of modding asteroids. So, uh, you know, we're oh. we're waiting for that for that release. Yeah, uh that might take another decade. <laughs> In part because last week was a fugue state from which I emerged and forgot everything that occurred, including the fact that I said that I would create a mod of asteroids. <laughs> uh, we also have a reviewer from iMore.com and host of the Zen and Tech podcast, Georgia Dow. How you doing, Georgia? Good. Asteroids for life. <laughs> so have you beaten it yet? Have you gotten the kill screen for asteroids? No. <laughs> and, no, that, 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 those like cash browns really do start coming at you. So, Georgia, Georgia, I have a confession to make. <laughs> please, um, please, I love confession on time. On last week's show, I might have given you a little static and really? attitude, a little, <laughs> maybe the word would be condescension about It's very out of character for you. Bro. Did you, might, very, perhaps yeah. you judged me? And so that night, I'm sitting there, and it's like, <laughs> it's like midnight, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to download this game. And I do, and I got totally addicted to it. I was up until. <laughs> 3 a.m. playing hash droids. Uh, you see? So you see? I wanted to apologize to you personally and Love say this. I'm sorry for all the nasty stuff I said to you last week on the <laughs> right, show. Right. So, yeah. You only meant half of those things. Right, right. I, I would also <laughs> like to go on the record to say sorry, not sorry. So, <laughs> Am I the only person who didn't play Asteroids? Because I definitely did. Oh, Maddie, did. you have to be the... T- you, could, you could change favorite. It would be like 75% um, pro Asteroids if you, you tried know, it and loved it. I am good with not ever playing it, though. <laughs> about that. Uh, I, could, I could play this other cool game called asteroids i don't know if now you're just talking crazy talk but it's a little better than that like they sped up the gameplay just a little bit and it's 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 faster uh so i got a couple pieces of follow-up from last week one is that one of our listeners on twitter at carl sent us a picture of him wearing a panda hat which is awesome it's like a hand-knitted panda hat it was really cute 
Yeah. It was adorable. I said I, I wanted a panda hat as well, and he just stopped tweeting me after that. Yeah. Well, I think he felt <laughs> creeped out. And that's I think okay. So. That's okay. And now we're talking about him on the show. So hopefully it'll circle back around to him feeling like he's our friend. And then he'll make hats for all of us. <laughs> Fingers crossed, it's everybody. A great hat. Yeah, I, I want, want my hat, hat. Carl. no i was looking on amazon and there are some awesome panda hats i mean there's like they're like awesome and it's like like this raver girl and like a crop top with a panda hat on it's like like a hoodie with a hood that was a panda yeah i bet you would look badass brie if you got a panda uh, spray painted on your motorcycle helmet i should oh wow you know i never think of pandas that would work badassery going hand in hand but <laughs> i'm gonna I think make it Bri work could make that happen i, I mean, could she does have that terrifying bear pillow yeah yeah i mean just think about how somebody would look when you're coming up right behind them on the on the road and they just see that that angry panda stare from behind so let me tell you something <laughs> about being a woman that rides a motorcycle so you wear form-fitting armor because it is it's a safety issue like like leather should be snug and i have the best armor you can possibly buy so i have like this dionese like one piece leather you know motorcycle suit so i will be out there riding around and like there's this bus that goes around boston with all the college kids like drinking in it and like there's glass on the side of it and they will literally push their faces up to the side to stare at you as you're driving on the motorcycle. It's really uncomfortable. It's really weird. I can't blame them. I probably would do the same thing. I I mean, it sounds like you look really cool, so I don't know. I would probably stare as well. I might be I, I also probably would. Like, Brie, I'm, I'm trying to be on your side here, but I'm picturing you wearing that and it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I can't as, long as, as long as you're not in the bus staring like the I next time I drive I would by, be yeah. like the person yeah. walking down the sidewalk who would do the double take and be yeah. like, whoa, and just wall-eyed be looking right. at you as you drove well, by. That's and in I, fairness, yeah. the Tron Neon probably does draw the eye a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it does, it does, yeah. <laughs> all yeah. the LEDs you have installed all over the legs of your sweet armor. <laughs> No, if I she doesn't that. already have that, you you need to get that. that would be oh, cool too. but the- yeah, I say lean into it. I say become more visible and just embrace LEDs and just maybe a siren. I don't know. That's that's probably not legal. <laughs> Who cares? I say I say go for it. I don't know. I'm a cosplayer, so don't ask for my advice. Maybe I could get a computerized voice that says like I fight for the user as I'm driving along. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. They also have some awesome predator bike helmets. Yeah. They are just yeah. so amazing looking. So that might they still might stare, but they might be scared at the same time. As I like that. That's that would be acceptable. Pretty sick. Yeah. All right, yeah. before we turn the podcast into Pimp Breeze Ride. Um, Video games. <laughs> <laughs> the exhibit is going to show up. That would be uh, great. Yeah. Oh, no, but nobody wants that. Um, I like so, the exhibit. I love that show. So we, we had a conversation about the Dragon Age Inquisition the, where we got into the discussion about the term fully gay and how that was kind of frowned upon. And Apple Cider Mage, who's the one of the hosts of the Justice Points podcast, which is really good and you guys should check out, by the way suggested that a good alternative is that a character will only romance other men. So I think that's probably a pretty technical way to go about what we were trying to say and what, and what the, the Dragon Age writer was trying to say without getting into any uncomfortable situations. So it's a little bit, I guess it's a little bit awkward to say, but you know, it's, at least it's precise. So. Yeah. Right. I think it makes more sense to just describe 
<laughs> what will yeah. happen in the game. Yeah, right. yeah. There's no, there's no ambiguity there. And, and I just also want to just say, like, thank you to everybody this past week. We got a lot of really fantastic and supportive tweets and emails, and I, we didn't necessarily respond to everything, but we really want you to know that it. We read all of them, and it really, it really meant a lot to us. Yeah. To get all that support, and that you guys are really enjoying the show. So. And keep doing it. Yeah. yeah. And keep doing it. Yeah, shower us with praise. Just just please bring it on. Tell us how cool we are. Tell us suggestions for how we could be even cooler. What suits and outfits you want Bree to wear when she's riding her motorcycle. Yeah, not the rest of us, just Bree's motorcycle outfits. Oh, That's the only oh, thing we want feedback on. Just kidding, we don't. No, we do. <laughs> please or don't do, do that. that. No, no, no. For real, though, Bree doesn't need your help. She looks incredibly cool and needs no suggestions. Let's talk video games. Yeah, we should talk about some video games. So I guess the big news of the week, there wasn't a ton this week, especially after after last week's Bonanza. But the big news of the week, I think, is that the Destiny beta got announced. So yeah, it's going to be starting on July 17th on the PS4 and the 23rd third on xbox one and then it's supposed to go through i believe the 28th is when it's gonna it's gonna wrap up so apparently if you pre-order the game in any of its different configurations you get a beta code pretty much right away I, i'm still sitting on the pre-order page and i haven't done it yet but i'll probably have done it by by the time that the beta starts because i mean what else am i going to play in july anyway but though i will i will say not to derail us too much, but I haven't pre-ordered a game in a while. Really? I, I just, I don't, because I know that I'm just going to be able to walk into a store and get it. Yeah, but and, that involves and, going to a store. Yeah, hold up, though. You can't walk into a store and get a game if you don't pre-order it. At least not the GameStops near me. They usually only have a couple copies in the store. Yeah. That's yeah. why I don't go to GameStop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so what store are you going to? <laughs> I mean... I'll get it from Gamefly, or I'll just. I, sometimes oh, I do pre-order okay. from Amazon, but it's yeah, like yeah, you are not walking into a physical store. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not walking into a physical store. I suppose. Let's not mislead but, uh, our listeners. No, you, you know what? Can't I've gone walk into, into a physical store. And no, 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 no. I've got. There have been times that I have walked into Target or Toys R Us on on the day and gotten a game when that, I wanted to do that. I believe GameStop. Yeah, yeah. No, GameStop. Yeah, no, yeah. well, GameStop is. You know, that's. I, I'm not going to say anything because you know. But GameStop you're worried is... that GameStop will come after us? <laughs> Every yeah. time I go on one of my little rants, I get yelled at. So right. I'm not going <laughs> to go there. But I mean, for me personally, I don't like when I go into GameStop that I get talked down to. So oh, I, I don't go. I, I don't go to them. Yeah. Uh, and really, you get talked down to when yeah, you go. Yeah. Yeah. Wh- why? Because. It's like, hey, let me tell you a thing or two about this game. Let me show you over to the Wii section. And I just want to be like, I do this for a living. Don't yeah, let me show you how to make the game. Right. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I just order from Amazon and I love it. And I feel terrible because it's bad for the economy and destroys local jobs. But, you know, it just shows up to my house, you know. So, uh, yeah, I pre-order pretty much everything. I've kind of got analysis paralysis, and I don't know why, because I'm probably just going to get the basic one anyway, because I'm cheap. But it's like, there's five different versions on Amazon per, you know, per platform. And it's just like, why is this so complicated? I know that this is not as bad as, what was it that had like 25 different configurations? Windows 8? 
Well, yeah, that's too. <laughs> Watchdogs did. You might be. Yeah, Watchdogs was the worst. That that mm-hmm. had like a whole. Somebody came up with like a whole table of yeah, all the different. Yeah, there's an actual yeah. table on the Wikipedia page. I would make a joke about it, but Idle Thumbs already did like an hour long hilarious bit. <laughs> so yeah. anybody who listens to that podcast, in addition to ours, knows about this already. Right. right. So anyway, so I, I've almost pre-ordered it, but apparently, of course, because we can't have nice things. There's uh, there's controversy now because apparently the Xbox hardcore people are now upset that Bungie has abandoned them and is only leaving them with four days of a beta versus a week and a half for the PlayStation and that Sony's getting a lot of uh, exclusive content that they're not getting and uh, apparently there's some DLC that is going to have additional content for the same price for the PlayStation and I'll link it in the show notes, an article that Kutako put out that had these excerpts of some of these rants on the forums and they want to, they're staying now, well, we ought to split up the forums because, so we may as well treat it as two communities because they don't treat the, they don't care about the Xbox people as much as the PlayStation people. And it's like, guys, you're going to play the game. Like if anything that's extra in the PlayStation version, you probably is not so great that they didn't want to keep it in the main game anyway. Just, like, calm down and have fun. You know what I mean? Like, Also, it might be implemented later. Right. Know? Or you'll be able to buy it, yeah. I was just going to say, like, for me as a developer, I always end up buying every console that comes out. And so I don't get involved in system wars. And I, I haven't really ever because I've always just bought every console. So I... I don't understand this. I I don't understand where this stuff comes from. I mean, is it, does anyone really, I mean, I'm asking you guys, like, do, do you identify with Xbox to the point that you feel angry at PlayStation owners? I, I just fundamentally don't get this. Okay. I mean, at this point, I don't, but I definitely used to be that person. Why? Because I was young. <laughs> and I thought that identifying with a brand meant something about me and how hardcore I was. I, I definitely used to be like an Xbox person. I had a 360. I played a lot of Gears of War and Call of Duty. Yeah. I also thought that drinking certain kinds of whiskey was really important. And that's also <laughs> brand based. I mean, you know, it's like these, these, types of things kind of go together with like a hardcore gamer set and you know it's definitely about buying into the marketing on some level but if right. all your friends do it then there's this fun almost cult-like but mostly sociality based feeling of we're all xbox people we all have xboxes we all are friends on the xbox and we all play the games together and that's a sense of camaraderie that we have huh. i mean this is why people root for sports t- teams that are based on locations even though the players on those teams are not necessarily from those locations right it's because yeah. you don't think about that part of it you just think about the part where you're you're part of something. And it, it doesn't really matter to you that those institutions are corporate owned. You don't think about that part. You think about yourself and your friends and how everybody identifies. And online, that exhibits as really bonkers. But I, yeah. I would say that the comparison to sports is pretty similar in terms of how people treat brands and corporations. It's like very funny to me now that I don't really think about corporations in that way but so do you think they're feeling this way because they feel like because of the legacy xbox has Mm -hmm. of of supporting these these really big first person shooters or you know competitive online shooters i completely think so and i feel like 
the latest iteration of Xbox has kind of gotten away from that. And yeah. we talked about this a little bit on the show where we discussed the new consoles. And I was talking about how at the Xbox press event, they kind of were trying to get away from that image of being like the bro shooter console, which right. when I was younger, I was very into that image because I pretty much only had male friends and I really had something to prove. So to me, being part of that group was very important. But huh. at this mm-hmm. point in my life, I not only work in the industry and therefore need to get all the consoles sooner or later, preferably sooner, and therefore am pretty unbiased because I see all the flaws that they have at this point. Right. And I'm not buying the games with my own money. So it's a lot easier to be unbiased about that kind of thing. But at that time, I I don't know. It, it mattered more to me because it was my own money, you know? Huh. I was invested in it, literally, in the sense that I was like, I have chosen to continue purchasing this Microsoft product. It's an investment. I've decided to buy this console, and these are the games I'm going to buy. Yeah, and, and I think that's the, that's really the key, is that, you know, if you're in a position where you can buy all the consoles, then it's not that big of a deal because, okay, well, if I really want to play that game for the Xbox, I'll just go buy an Xbox. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if you're like... 23 years old, right? And you have your first job. And I'm not going to pull the whole 35 years old as the average gamer because the average gamer is not probably not the people who are getting these flame wars. Yeah, I don't think that that the 35 year old <laughs> gamer is is the Xbox fanboy. I just don't. Right. I think it's I think that's the younger no. set. It's the younger set. And so you got some a 23 year old who's right out of college. They just dropped $500, which is probably a significant part of their paycheck for a game system. And that is, they've now, they have to be all in on that because they're not getting another one, right? Or not, not at any time soon. Yeah. And it's also too late. Like once you've already bought the console and you've got some games and it's open and you've got your profile, you are invested in an emotional sense as well because you're like, this has to pay off. I already put down the money. Now I'm an Xbox person. You know what I mean? Like you can't go back at that point, assuming that you can't afford to buy another console. Right. And and there's also probably a little bit of a of a like, you know, mis- fear missing out type of thing mm-hmm. going on. Like yeah. I I don't I don't have a window a gaming PC, right? Yeah, and yeah. And I refuse to I, I know all I would have to do is go buy pay $100 to Microsoft and get a copy of Windows 7 and put it on my Mac and I just don't want to deal with it. So there's a lot of games that I'll see on Steam. And that's one of the reasons that I didn't buy a ton during the Steam sale because a lot of it was Windows only and it's kind of like, "Oh, that looks really cool. Oh, it's Windows." And, but, you know, it's like, that's a conscious choice I make. But if you're, you're younger and you're kind of more, maybe a little bit more impulsive and you're the kind of person who's likely to leave comments on the internet to begin with, Uh then, you know, you're more likely to lash out and feel betrayed because you bought into that and you paid a lot of money and now you don't feel like you're getting the same product, even though Bungie has no, no responsibility to treat the two platforms the same. Okay. And, and here's where I have to go full developer on you guys. I, I feel compelled to remind you and anyone else out there that the point of a beta is to test that your software works. <laughs> like that's why they're holding this. And the point is to get playtester data and make sure your backend is functioning and make sure your systems are working and make sure your level up progression is working correctly and to get a mass aggregate of data by which the developers can look at it and make decisions if the game is in a shippable state. If you look at Rev60 when we shipped it, I was looking at the number of people that play tested for us. It's got to be hundreds of people and we are a much, much, much smaller game. 
You have to play test. You have to play test. If you have a back end, my God, then you've got to play test this stuff. And I just think if you're looking at it from a a point of like fanboy wars, it's it's a playtesting thing of making sure they can send you a game that works. So, so, so can I ask you a question based on that though? Because doesn't it then seem a little weird to you that the the we had the PlayStation we had the Alpha which was PlayStation only, and if it mm-hmm. is a testing thing and not a marketing thing, which I'm sure. not a hundred percent, it's probably it's, a little bit. It's both. probably both. Yeah. It's probably at least I, I think it's it may even be more marketing. Than, nah, than it is. It's nah. probably, I think it's the, the split's probably closer to 50 50 than you may think, but whatever. Okay. In, in any event, doesn't it seem weird that they'd only beta test for four days on the Xbox? It, doesn't that seem a little bit short to really get a decent amount of data as opposed to like a week and a half on the PlayStation? I mean, granted, that's another platform that maybe they're not as used to developing on, but they haven't developed for the Xbox One either. I, I think it really depends on what the backend tools are. I mean, it's it's possible that Bungie already has tools to like collect this data there, um, and Xbox Live hasn't really on the backend evolved that much between you know the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One. Um, whereas PlayStation is kind of a new territory for them. That would be my guess. Um, maybe there's more of a player base there versus the PlayStation 4, so they need to run it longer to get enough data. I mean, there are any number of reasons that could come to mind. But we're kind of naturally made to be tribalistic, right? Us yeah. versus them. We're just kind of, it's innate to us. It was very useful for our own survival to protect the people that are in our group and make sure we have enough food. And, you know, so that's why we kind of get stuck in being Xbox people or PlayStation people. And that being said, even if they only need, say, uh, four days of data, wouldn't have it been smart of them to know that bad press making your fan base angry is bad? Yeah. Let it be equal to both, even if they don't have to use the data. It's just to make their peeps happy. I guess, have you ever worked for a really large organization? Yep. Okay. I mean, then you know how decisions are made at that level. Like, I used to work in politics, and the competing interests that would come in and and meddle with decisions was truly mind-blowing. So I think if you've got the marketing team saying, hey, we want this, like Sony wants this, Microsoft wants this, and then you've got the back-end people, they're saying, we want this. And I, I just think there are so many competing interests here. It doesn't surprise me that the, the way sausage gets made is a little messy. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> I like the way you said that. Yeah. I'm just, I, I'm, I have to say this. I'm looking through this, this post, and I'm seeing the, the phrase Sony ponies, and I just think that's Oh, fantastic. God. <laughs> Yeah, I think that I think that if you run a big company, you have to make sure that you're going to see the prize and not get stuck in, you know, whatever one person wants versus the other just so that you keep all of the information to your people and don't get a angry mob contagion versus your game. Right. I mean, it's like, are they not going to buy it because of this? Probably not. They're probably going to buy it. So they're just going to, you know, they'll they'll have a little bit of a little bit of anger and a little bit of controversy. And now we're talking about it. So it's, yeah. you know, it's ultimately it, it, any press is good press, right? I just know I'm going to create an Xbox Live account. It's going to be called like 2006 Maddie Myers. And oh, it's going to be like the worst person. <laughs> I'm going to be throwing down. It'll be the, and the most terrible possible person. It's going to be great. <laughs> 
okay, great. You know, you actually aren't the first person to make that joke. Oh, really? No, because I think... I don't know. A, a lot of people have definitely come to me and been like, I really want to meet like the 2006, like 2004 version of you. And I'm like, you really don't, though. Like, I make <laughs> jokes about that person now, but that person was terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why we want to meet her. Um, Imagine me, but like with a lot more internalized sexism and you're there. Yeah. Did you wear a lot of eyeliner? Oh, I did. And I wore baggy <laughs> okay. men's pants okay. with like a tight shirt, like okay. a wife beater. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. sounds kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah, don't but know. then, like, imagine that I hated you because you were a woman and I don't hang out with women. And then it's less cool. <laughs> uh, you see, I'm still, I'm I'm actually okay with that, too. <laughs> Aw, Georgia, okay. you love okay everyone. She does. <laughs> I... <laughs> Georgia, you make me want to be a better person, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I get this juicy, like, sweet... Mary Poppins. That, that's because we don't we don't I see do. you like we don't see you like giving people give, like using roundhouses on people and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, that's exactly it. I I beat people up for fun because I'm allowed. <laughs> I have yet to see you use the f bomb on somebody on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen Maddie do that more than <laughs> once. <laughs> so, yeah. That that day. See, the thing is that she's saving that up, and that day will be like a historic day on Twitter. All right. Oh, wow. I want to see that. It's the one that you don't assume that you really need to watch out for right yeah <laughs> serenity the one now. you don't see coming so leo alexander had this really great piece this yeah. week uh, that came on july 4th that was kind of uh, talking about some of the trends that that we saw at e3 this year and the the amount of violence that is coming into the the mature rated games and stuff like that and i think this is something that i kind of inartfully tried to talk about when we were talking about E3 when I was complaining about shiving people. <laughs> and, uh, but she, you know, articulated a lot better than I do and, and kind of talking about whether we need to have mature content in order to have a mature game. And I think it's kind of interesting because a lot of, a lot of the trailers that they showed were, I, again, we don't need to talk about the, you know, get into E3 again, but, a lot of the trailers were very violent and they were very bloody and and it seems like there and there's a place for that but it seems like there's not really a lot of games that are designed around joy that are appropriate for adults but aren't necessarily adult content hmm. and I, I just wanted to know what you guys thought about that because I thought this this was really kind of the the frustration that I've been having lately and I I've been having it in terms of um like the gaming that I have to do as like a dad is so compartmentalized now where I have like the games that I can play when the kids are awake and then the games that I have to play when the kids are asleep. And I kind of, it feels like a lot of the games that are, it seems like there's a, there's like a bright line there. Like they're either really kitty or kid focused games, like a Kirby game or a Yoshi game or something like that. I mean, even Mario Kart is kind of in the middle, but it's still kind of, aimed more at the kids to cool. some extent. I mean, we enjoy it too, but it's definitely very kid friendly. And then there's stuff like, you know, any first person like Wolfenstein or, or anything like that, that I have to play when, when they're asleep. And it's, I wish that there was less of those games that I could play. I could feel comfortable playing, but still are not kind of like how some movies are not for kids, but they're necessary. They're, they're not kids movies, but kids can watch them. 
So I I want to respond to that, but I I want to say it's like with complete respect. But something that frustrates me as a game developer and a game consumer is how much parents take over this particular conversation and kind of steer it into all about their kids. And I don't make games for people's children. I don't buy games based on what I don't seek games out based on what's going to be good for people's children. And I feel like what you're saying is a valid concern, but as somebody in the market, I get frustrated by how that's so often the focus to the exclusion of everything else. And I agreed completely with Lee's article here, but I feel like this kind of kitty aesthetic is what we constantly move towards because you have so many parents looking at the games industry asking for the product to be made safe for children. Does that make sense to you? Do you see where I'm coming from? Yeah, I do. And I think that what she was saying and what I was kind of thinking when I was re- when I was reading this is that I'm agreeing with you. Right. Is that I don't want a bunch of games with cartoony graphics right. necessarily. But I also want to be able to play a game that doesn't necessarily isn't necessarily for them mm-hmm. and that they may not enjoy at all but that I wouldn't mind if they walked into the room and saw it which me- which would mean like not having to rely on violence and you know and and strip clubs and you know in open but world that's all about your kids it's, it's not, not about no, it's your not kids. Well, yeah. no it's not about my kids it's that I don't okay. want necessarily I want to have options to not have to to be able to play Games that are for me, but not necessarily revolving around, you know... Sex around, and violence. Around yeah, sex yeah. and violence. I, I think you can... Like, with Revolution 60, we made a game that... Yeah, there's no sex in it whatsoever. Right. We have one line where one character is talking to another about a guy. That's it. Um, and there's really no explicit blood or... You know, there's no gore in it. Right. Um, but there is a sophisticated narrative that's in front of you. And there are some choices that, like, as we are playtesting it, I've seen playtesters sit there and, like, just stare at the game for five minutes, unable to make the choice because it was that hard. So I don't, I really agreed with her in this piece. I think violence is. We go far too quickly to yeah. to this trope, and I'm uncomfortable with it. I think what we need is more sophistication. Um, does that make sense to you? I, I didn't yeah. really mm-hmm. get where she was going with joy. Um, yeah. I right. think sophistication. <laughs> she kept was, on going into the right. joy. Th- anyways, yeah, like make yeah. happy games. Yeah, I I I think that games are just seeming to start to pander to the lowest common denominator like people are choosing to use violence because it catches people's attention instead of really deciding to develop a good storyline so i think they're kind of being cheap it's almost the way movies these days are using special effects instead of developing their characters and i don't know if they're really thinking is this going to make a better game i don't mind having a game that is violent if it is helpful pulls the game along or it needs the shock factor in order to make a point to bring me along in the story but it almost seems like one, you know, developer is trying to outdo the other developer, and then we're ending up with like the human centipede arcade mode. Right. <laughs> oh, please don't make that game. Oh no, please don't make that game. That's worse than Asteroids. 
<laughs> you know, I was going to bring that up, but I thought it was a little much. But I'm glad you were there, Steve. I'm glad you were there. To hit I, got, I got your back, Maddie. I got park. your back. Um, so I've just been thinking throughout this of, of some games that I think might assuage Lee's uh, joy, joy, desire here. Um, and I, the three that I have come up with are completely different games. So I don't know if any of them fit the bill for her. So two of them are games we've already talked about. One of them is Murdered, which I'm going to keep bringing up every time because I really think people should play it. It is a game that is about death, but is not necessarily about killing. And yeah. it is right. something that I think is really compelling. And yeah, if a kid walked in on me playing it, I think it'd be cool. Although, frankly, as a child, I would have been terrified by all the ghosts in the game. But so it's not necessarily kid friendly in that sense, but it's at least not the same kind of game that you would think it would be uh, based on what it appears to be. And that's always cool to me. And then another one is Broken Age, which we've also talked about yeah. on the show. Right has a very cartoony look to it, has some parts in it that are clearly meant for kids, like some sort of kid jokes. So that's why it's not quite what Lee is describing here. But the reason why I thought of it is because, I don't know if you all have played this, but um, the storyline for Broken Age, the fundamental storyline, is extremely dark. Yeah. And if I had played it as a kid, I know I would have been very, very disturbed by it. Um, I don't think it's really spoiling anything to say that a pretty fundamental part of at least the girls' storyline is about uh, sacrificing women to a monster, and they yeah. die, like, yeah. in the game. Mm. Wow. And mm. it's all very cartoonish, but even within that that beautiful art style of the game, it's not like it, they back away from the fact that that's what's happening, and it's supposed to disturb you. At least that was the impression that I got from the game, in spite of that joyous tone that it has. I think that that, that part of the game is supposed to really. So it's kind you. of making a social commentary. Yeah, that was the impression that I got. Um, I'm I can't read Tim Schafer's mind, but I think that's where he was going with it. <laughs> um, and I I really liked that about the game. I I thought it was really good. Still f- crossing my fingers for them to release the second part of it. Um, but. <laughs> So that was a cool thing that isn't necessarily a game that I thought of as being for kids. A kid could play it, but I think adults get more out of it, which is like right. the best of like a Pixar movie, you know, where right. there's something there that adults pick up on and go, whoa, this is heavy. But a kid plays it and doesn't necessarily get that until they're older. And then the third example is kind of a weird one to bring up at this point, given last week. But um, <laughs> Samantha Allen and Cameron Kunselman made a game together a year ago called Alpaca Run. And it is a very short game. And um, Samantha explicitly had stated that the game was entirely about joy. And it is you play as an alpaca and you just run through the world. And then eventually you ascend and to the sky. And oh. it's really adorable and really short. And it I was one cry. of my favorite games of, I don't know, 2013. I think I put it on my best of list, actually, because I liked mm. it that much. That sounds and, fun. Um, yeah. it was, it's a fun game. It's, it's entirely joyful. And it's not that it, it could be for kids also, but it's, um, it's just kind of like a game about life. I don't know. It's a weird game. So, but you ascend to the sky at the end. Yeah, you do. Like you ascend to the sky. Yeah, and there's a song in the background mm. that sort of explains it 
not really some lion king like oh. song yeah i don't know <laughs> anyway i don't know so, if that's uplifting but i guess i guess literally it is it is it is i think it is and i'm, I'm not going to go into detail in case anybody wants to play it i don't even know how i would describe the end of the game honestly so what happens if in the end of the game when you win the game mm-hmm. you ascend into the sky what happens when you like your character doesn't win the game you can't lose the game alpaca okay. run is designed such that you can never lose Wow. Okay. Like anytime you die, you just immediately reappear right in front of where you died, basically. So there is no death in this game. That's until right. You win. That's right. And that's part of it. Anyway, I so those are some examples of games that I think are about either joy or about life in a way that a kid wouldn't necessarily get. But that cool. a kid could look at and be like, oh, that looks like a video game. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the the one example that I would have is, you know, the one that I can't stop talking about, which is Guacamelee, mm. which I Ugh. I actually <laughs> did play with. Yeah, which I'm is sorry, which Bree's is, comments Bree, when she does Bree and I, crack Bree and I me famously up. disagree on Guacamelee. <laughs> it was so visceral. I'm but, sorry, I don't like that game. I love it. I love it, Bree. Don't change a thing. It's okay because I and and this is the one. <laughs> you know, we we argue about this game all the time, and that's fine, but. I mean, I, I have to. I have to get this game now. I want to know which, you, which side do I fall on. You absolutely should. Cause Everyone fantastic. should try this game out and then tweet out to see: Are you you Steve are or you Team Brianna or Steve? In yeah, order to Steve. confuse the votes further, I just want to let everybody know that I've played it and that there are things that I both love and hate about it. So, oh my! You got to pick a side. <laughs> this is a very divisive game. Yeah. I actually don't know. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it, and I'm sorry that I can't be the tiebreaker here. <laughs> oh, that's I'm sorry, okay. everyone. But I, so I actually, you know, my daughter walked in while I was playing it. I was fine with it, you know, because there's not really anything bad in it. Yeah, and then, I see except that game as being four kids, though. Oh, yeah, it is too. Oh, it is not. Not. I mean, first of all, the the mechanics are way. There's there. You'd have to have a pretty talented kid to be able to get through it anyway, just from the the platforming mechanics. But, uh, but she actually watched it with me until there was a scene where I guess the one of the I forget one of the characters was like selling a soul to the devil. And that was, and that was the, it. and then she walked, she ran out of the room and she refused to go anywhere near it when it was on after that. But, but that's a game that's, I mean, that's not really for kids though. I mean, it, it, it's, but it's not something that I was had a problem with her, you know, not knowing about her feelings about the devil. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not something I had a problem with. Her I guess watching. I'm not really thinking about the age of the kid in question. Yeah. Right. yeah. Kids. I feel like yeah. that game is fine for i think it's very tame older kids. overall yeah it's well that's it but it's tame but it's fun and it's you know it's not a it's not a kitty game you know what i mean it's not like something that i don't kind of, i don't i don't play. either yeah. i feel like really? it is a kitty game I, it's I, kind I, of yeah. it's side yeah. stroller kind of cartoon looking not i mean not that not that kitty game is a bad thing i sure no no, 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 no. but i that was one of the things about the game that was unusual to me. It has uh, the cute paper cutout. I like it. It has a neat look to it. it has its own style. Hmm. Okay. I I I don't know. I feel like it's 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 educational to me, Steve, because like we'll hang out and you'll give me your, per- your perspective on the stuff, right. and I would honestly just have gone, oh, guacamelee, sure. Here you go, kid. Like I totally give that <laughs> game to your daughter, and yeah. it's it's just a different perspective that you have because it's your. You do this, and it's just theoretical to me. Right, so, yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess I would say a game I associate with pure joy, like the game I feel like gives me more joy than any game I've ever played before, 
would be Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, which is, <laughs> which is so awesome because it is so 90s-tastic. And it is so over the top and hilarious and it is so violent, but it is, it's, it's funny. It's funny. I and love that this game comes up every time we have this conversation. It's those, these two games back to back because you know, <laughs> this is like the yin and yang because well, I can't stand they this. They just game. have so much in common. <laughs> I mean, this is like a classic game critic comparison. Blood Dragon and Guacamelee. We've all heard it before. You don't like Blood Dragon? <laughs> I, I'm fine. No, you know, I don't like Blood Dragon. I didn't know that. I've tried to play it several times. Fight, and fight, I got fight, through the fir- I got through like the first I played it for like an hour and didn't really I was just kind of playing it didn't really get what the appeal was and then I stopped what? and it didn't bother to save and then I was done. It's Far Cry 3 <laughs> Blood Dragon. Blood Dragon. Okay, and Steve hates it. Bruce loves also, it. It should be noted mm-hmm. was not a fan of 80s action movies. Mm-hmm. So that but This may- does look really 80s. You are right. Okay. Yeah. That may be why I don't have any sort of, like, emotional attachment to it. I'm just like, okay, I'm shooting a bunch of guys in you there, know, You know, Steve, I feel like you not liking 80s action movies explains absolutely everything <laughs> about the difference between your taste and Bree's and my taste in video yeah. games. Because there are so many games that just steal their entire aesthetic from 80s action movies specifically. Yeah. And if you don't like 80s action movies, okay. if you don't like Terminator 2, if you oh. don't like Alien, you are not on board for most yeah. video games. Yeah. Right. I'm kind of a freak in that way. But, so but that's wait, okay. do you not like Terminator 2? I I don't even know that I've seen it all the oh way my through. God. Oh my God. I can't, I can't huh. talk about that. Oh my God. Oh. We have oh. to stop talking about this or I'm going to freak out. Do you not like and Matrix? That, and that was the end of Isometric. This is, <laughs> I quit. I have to leave. Oh my. No, I'm not okay. I'm staying because maybe we can change him. Maybe we can change him. You know, you know, <laughs> you know, what, it is? You know what it Come is? On. Honestly, it's one of those movies that you see on television all the time and you watch like half an hour of no, it, it a isn't. time. No, it isn't. No, one of those mo- no, it is one of those movies not. that you find on television and you go, and you this is my day stunning. now. Yeah. I'm watching yeah. this now. Thank yeah. God this is yeah. here. That's yeah. what yeah. it is. I will, yeah. take, it. I will no. take it as my homework to watch it all the way through. You, you really Steve. should. Steve, Steve. You really should. I, uh, <laughs> listen, I care so much about narrative and you study Terminator 2. You study the cinematography you study the pacing of the action scenes. You study the characterization. It is a movie to be studied and awed at because it is that awesome. I mean, you're just wrong. Here. I, 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 no, 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 no. It's not. It's not that I. It's not that I don't. I don't even know that I've cared enough to to not like it. If that makes sense. I'm it, just jigging myself does, deeper now. Except that you're wrong. Georgia, yeah. No. Georgia, watch this link I just sent you and tell okay. me if this looks awesome or not. Okay, so. I'm, I'm going I'm, so I'm to put the link on. While Georgia okay. watches that, Steve, have you seen the Alien movies? Oh, my God. No, because I'm a I'm a I'm a wimp when it comes to horror movies. Oh okay. my god! Listen, so am I. Whoa! But this is important. Okay, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna you're, you you have to watch these. I'm really yeah, sorry, yeah, but you have yeah. to do this. Yeah, your homework I, this week. I will, is to I will watch do aliens. I will do some homework for you. guys. Hold somebody's hand. No, I hate horror movies. I hate horror movies, but yeah. I watched Alien, and it is now one of my favorite movies. The first yeah. time I watched it was very hard. It was tough. 
it's but a tough, it's a tough but movie. you only got to get through it once and then you know where all the jump out parts are and you're good and it's worth it it's completely worth it it's one of the most beautiful films yeah also it, it helps if you've watched it with somebody who's seen it before because they can kind of warn you and be like oh hey it seems like something's gonna jump out here but actually nothing does relax or vice versa so watch it with me is what i'm saying Okay, well, you guys, you guys can come over and, and we'll, you know, we'll watch Aliens. I'm going to invite you to the Rev60 <laughs> debut party, and you're going to come over, and we're just going to lock you in the room with Aliens and Blood Dragon and Terminator 2, and we're not going to let you out. Oh my god, it's, it's going to be like something, it's going to be like the Clockwork Orange, isn't it? Yeah. I yeah. feel like our listeners are going to be like, what does this have to do with video games? But any listener who has seen Alien and Terminator 2 and Aliens knows that this has everything, everything. to do with video games. Everything. Everything. And Steve, when you watch these three movies, those three movies that i just said you will understand because like metroid specifically the designers oh have said that they were inspired by alien specifically of course well and yeah that makes so sense many they other call games. it sr88 for a reason yeah, because it's like, like lv426 they i mean just the aesthetic of the game everything about it the pacing of it is so clearly inspired by alien and as soon as i watched alien which i watched after already playing metroid i was like oh it's all coming together now so I don't know. It's a good experience and it's worth it. Okay, I, I will take I will take your word. I trust you guys enough that I will take your word for it. And it is definitely a blind spot in my pop culture knowledge. It really I, I know is. it is. You must. Okay. You have to do it, even if you hate it. At least you'll yeah. know when people are talking about things. You'll you'll get why. I mean, I think what you need to know is that most I. No, I don't have the attention span for movies most of the time. So there are a lot of movies that you will assume that I have seen that I have not seen. And I don't even want to go into it because you're just going to start yelling at me now. But there's a lot, there are a lot of movies that I, that you would think I have seen that I have not seen. And it's, it probably could take up the rest of this podcast. Me all right. All right. Let's hmm. talk about video games. Yeah. Well, George, did and you I, watch I just, that? I just watched the trailer. Yeah. That is hilarious. I yes. think he gives someone the finger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you are absolutely right. It's like Terminator with like a little bit of like dinosaur mode. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of Jurassic it, Park, a little bit yeah, of Yeah, a little bit. Just a little touch, you know, a, a little bit of Predator. Yeah. 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 I, I'll, you I'm want to play that to, game I'm going to have to test it out. Yeah. Just don't play it during the show like you did with Asteroids, please. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> the funniest part is that I, I tried to see if I could, like, download them. Some, and I'm like, oh, I can't actually download them now. I have to wait. I'm like, okay, I'll wait. I can do that. I think my new nickname for Georgia is Sergeant Rex Power. <laughs> start calling it. We should come up with 80s hero names for all of us. I agree with that, yeah. <laughs> I'll just be Sir. Sorry. There we go. For short. What else is our list, Steve? Well, we can talk about this. So there was an interview with, I don't know if he's the head of, head of PSN or someone who was high up at Sony. And was talking about PlayStation Plus. And apparently, see, I, I've been a PlayStation Plus member for like a year now. And I just go on like every, you know, whatever the first day, the first Tuesday of the month and just download everything, even if I don't have the system for it. But apparently there have been a lot of people who've been upset with the offerings, which kind of took me by surprise. And they, they've been downloading the AAA games, but they've been avoiding the indie games. Hmm. Which hmm. kind of was a surprise. So they're they're saying that that they had Resogun for free for like forever, and not everyone downloaded it. And I don't know if that not everyone downloaded it 
he, what he doesn't what he doesn't make clear is whether it was P, all the PS4 owners who didn't download it or just all the PlayStation Plus members because I could see if you didn't own a PlayStation 4 you might just not download it because you may not realize that you need to download it before it goes away but it seems like cuz we we end up talking a lot about you know indie games and the rise of indie games and stuff like that but it seems like maybe it's not catching on as much as we are because if you can't get somebody to take an indie game for free it that seems like maybe that's not that that's kind of a date i don't know that that's a sign but it's certainly a data point but is it because that there's so many games yeah because you know when there's a an influx of games i'm gonna probably download the games that i've heard about and the problem with indie games is that often you don't hear about them and there's probably many that are like diamonds in the rough that you just can't find because of this influx of other games and you're gonna probably download the ones that are there if they're not like you know you know playstation plus uh, like you know recommended or something else i, I might not even find the really good ones in there because hmm. i get overloaded like i yeah, can't I like people after the the number of like like three is a great number of things to choose from but after you hit past seven it takes us an a infinite amount of time to try to select between things we almost become like an information overload so yeah. i don't know if that's why and so we only will then choose the ones that we you know have really heard about so we don't miss them i also think like you know, speaking for myself, when I sit down for my place at my PlayStation or my Xbox One, I'm not looking for an indie game experience so much. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm looking for console quality. It's the end of my day. Uh, I'm an adult professional, and I want to have <laughs> really good entertainment. Does that make sense to you? And, and if so, I do, your worry, Bree, would be that if you get an indie game, it may not be more as complete as a game that you could play. Yeah, and it yeah. might perhaps be because it's an indie game, maybe a waste of your time. Yeah. I get that. Or maybe it, it won't be as graphically impressive, since that's very ah, important to Brie. That but is. Also, it I is, think it's yeah. important to people who have upgraded to the next generation of consoles. I, yeah. I, I think that's a good point. Like, if, if you've got a PS4, you're going to want to actually use it for something besides playing Fez. No offense to Phil Fish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Though, uh, like, people love Minecraft because... Oh well, yeah. The gameplay, and you cannot say this is fabulous graphics. No, you're or right. Tower, or Towerfall, for that matter. No, which I know, is but but that, Towerfall yeah. is one of the games listed in this article about how as a, as right. an example of a game that people are not buying. So, hmm. I, I guess it's just weird to me, maybe because I'm a digital hoarder. Yeah. That it, <laughs> that that's a great term. Because I, you know, I don't. If it's if you're giving it to you for free, you've paid for it already. Why wouldn't you take everything that you're paying for? Well, that right. I think maybe a is a question of how. The PlayStation Store is set up. Like, right. do people know that that game was free, or it's not necessarily like it has sparkly stars next to it, and <laughs> there's an arrow pointing to it that says free, and you're like, <laughs> it oh, should be a download all yes button. That just all free <laughs> games are downloaded, and you won't like eventually you won't have enough space, but. You know. Or you log in, you log in, and you get like a notification. Here's the indie game that's free this week. Check it out. Yeah. But maybe they don't want to lay it on too thick there. Or you could have just like auto, like you know, it auto downloads the next free indie game and the next free, you know, blockbuster hits big, you know, dev team kind. I don't know. You know, that is kind of a weird thing though. That like you do have to go in and manually go and download it and add it to your cart and then and then have it download to the device and it's it if you've already paid for it that is kind of a good point like 
why don't they just, you know, download it? I mean, even it, or just add it to your thing and say, hey, you've got these, do you yeah. want to download any of them? It seems like they're, they put some hurdles in front of that too. I would even just love to have the, the latest games are downloaded and then after like the week they're gone. And if you want to choose to save one, you can. Cause downloading, I don't like waiting. I'm sorry. I know yeah. that this sounds very culturally lazy of me, but <laughs> I, I like to have it already there. And if it's there, I'll play it. But sometimes just a, a click is, is too much for me and the wait time in between and just to search through is exhausting for me. So if it was like the latest one or a random, just a random game was downloaded onto the system for me, I'd be totally fine with that. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. You, and you can set up the PlayStation. I know the PlayStation 3, I haven't tried on the PlayStation 4. You just wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and just grab anything that's ready to download and then it's ready for you the next day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they could just throw that in there, but I guess they don't want to, you know, end up overloading people's hard drives or whatever, or they just haven't thought it through. But it's, it just, it, it seems, you know, I just kind of like, well, these, that's why you're buying the thing, you know, to try out a whole bunch of games that you wouldn't have bought. And you would Probably. think that who cares mm-hmm. if it's an indie game or if it's, you know, uh, or if it's a triple A game, like just, it's free, just free is free. Just take it and try it. I, but okay. Oh. So, so there are a few, there are a few assumptions here. Sure. I think we may be making. One is, I don't think I'm breaking any NDAs when I say I have heard from other developers that have done PlayStation Plus that they are paid in a lump sum at the very beginning and they are yep. not paid by how many people download the game. Right. I think that's I think that's public knowledge because I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I've heard that as well. Okay, so if people download it or don't download it, I kind of think that's exogenous to what we're discussing here. And I think the second thing is, and I say this as an indie developer, but something I don't understand, and maybe it's the engineer in me coming out, is people always kind of want to tilt the table so it works for them personally. Like, WWDC tickets is a fantastic example. Like, everyone wants WWDC to be set up the ticket lottery in a way that benefits them personally and is fairest for them personally. I didn't ever set out to make an indie studio. I set out to make a studio. And I don't... I have a lot of passion for indie games in the sense that I think it's where all the innovation is currently happening in the market. No offense, AAA, you guys are failing at innovating. But <laughs> I don't know if it's better for the industry. Like, are indie games inherently better? Is that something we should encourage people to download? I kind of think if there's no space where it's literally just the best of the best, like, and it's not consoles, I don't know where that is. The question that I always wonder in these situations is whose invisible editorial hand is selecting Resogun as the free game? Like, how do we decide which, which indie games are the key ones that we want to make sure people download? And yeah. why are we disappointed specifically that people didn't download Resogun, Outlast, and Towerfall Ascension? Why are those the games that we think everybody's supposed to have? Not saying that they're bad. I just, as a journalist, I always tend to go, well, who decided this? And are these actually the best indie games? And so forth. Um, can, I, can I give you an answer to that? Sure. Like, that Def Kit is very hard to work with very expensive to work with and that's probably the best of the best that made games for that particular system 
Yeah, but I mean, like, somebody decided these are the best of the best according to these criteria. You know what I mean? I mean, the PS4 is sort of a unique example because there just aren't as many things yet. But um, with something like XBLA, where you've just got hundreds of examples, it's it's harder to say, like, George's discussion of how it's just impossible to figure out what to get comes into play there. But um, I, I don't know that we have to worry about that quite yet with PS4, but yeah, I do wonder. And and I'm sure, and I'm sure that it's, it's probably, I mean, the AAA games are going to come probably around September, October when they've been out for a year. And that was kind of the pattern with the PS3 is that the big budget games would come out like a year after they were released and they kind of sold whatever they were going to sell. And because none of those AAA games were going to go free immediately onto PS, onto to PlayStation Plus. I imagine that those games are the developers that made the calculation if they are getting a lump sum that maybe that would be more than what they would be likely to sell if they were just in the store, too. Right, right. I mean, that it seems like it would be like the kinds of games that you're getting are they're good games. I love Resogun. But they're also, you know, I I don't know how many people would go would go buy Don't Starve on the PS4 when they probably already have it on the PC. So maybe then they just go and say, okay, well, we'll just release for release for PlayStation Plus and take that money and then get it on the console and then be able to sell it afterward. Mm. You know, I don't know that it's necessarily as much an editorial decision as it is maybe more of a financial. It's probably somewhat of an editorial decision, but I'm sure it's it's also a financial a financial decision also. I just always think it's interesting when an indie game is supposedly part of the cultural dynamic of a particular system. Yeah, and it seems like Resogun is becoming the PS4 indie game. You know? Well, because yeah. it was the first one, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was the it was there. It was the game that everybody got at launch. Because why would you get a PlayStation Four and not not have PlayStation Plus? And then because you need it in order to play multiplayer on the on PlayStation Four anyway, right? So then you're going to get that game, and that's just the game that you would get for free with buying PlayStation Plus. So should we talk about? Uh, are we are we all set? Should we talk about what we're I'm playing? I'm good. Yeah, yeah, let's talk yeah, about what we're it. playing. All Steve, right. you should go first this week since okay. we always forget you at the end because yeah, we get so excited it. <laughs> talking Steve about show. our stuff. Yeah. So, Steve's time to shine. Yeah. So Bree was nice enough to lend me Infamous Second Son for yeah. PlayStation 4. So I've been playing, I probably put like two or three hours into that so far. I th- these types of games, I end up playing on the exercise bike at 5.30 in the morning, because that's my time to be able to play M-rated games. Whoa, playing a game and exercising at the same time? I know, it's crazy, <laughs> and it's not even DDR, I know. No, um, I, I'm I'm saying that in a shocked voice, because now I will do that. Yeah, I am excited I actually, <laughs> about I, I, your idea. <laughs> well, I so I'll derail us for a second, because, you know, why why not? Why, why stop now? Um, <laughs> I have this thing, and I'll link it in the show notes. It's called a fit desk, so it's a exercise bike and it's got like this padded like platform that goes over the handlebars mm-hmm. so you can you it has pockets for like the remotes and your phone and you can kind of put your elbows up and be able to like rest the controller if you're taking a break and stuff like that it's really great oh and, i so hope you look cooler than the guy in this photo oh, on their I don't. website I, you know okay. i don't <laughs> You know I look like a complete and total nerd, but I don't care because nobody sees me at five thirty in the morning. Oh my god! Yeah, it's it's not it's not an attractive look, but it's functional. It does the send, job. Send a link. Send a link. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You, you, you clearly have the link open already, so just give that put that in the Skype chat. There yeah, go. Oh, there we go. Get yeah, your drudge on. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I was already looking at. Okay, this here exact. we go. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's not it's not a pr- attractive look, but 
you know, I mean, it's also got like a strap. So you maybe can, if you're wearing black leather and a panda helmet, I know, I or a predator helmet, maybe. Yeah. maybe a predator. Oh my! Helmet. Oh, oh my! Okay. So <laughs> no, 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 no. We that's would love uh, to have Fit Desk as a sponsor if they're interested. <laughs> uh, if they want to send me a free one, I will happily use it. I would use it. I don't care yeah. about. Well, there are like people that are. It's all into the the walking desks, right? That's like a treadmill yeah, with yeah. a desk yeah, on. Those yeah. are and then there's a the standing desk. Of, I mean, this looks very silly, but it it, it takes up less space. Yeah. It appears to take up less space, right? Which I and if mind. you if you actually use it, like really, this looks like you could just strap on like a, a tray table and duct tape it to your exercise bike, and this might work. Yeah, you could Not, probably do that too. Yeah. Yeah. So what I like is the FitDesk Pro, which is a laptop that attaches to an actual bicycle. And I'm thinking that would be great for driving down the Minuteman <laughs> Trail yeah. here in Boston. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Oh, Very that's, safe. that's, uh. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a good yeah. idea to, uh, be using your laptop while you're riding down, uh, Route 9 in, in, uh, Massachusetts. I'm wondering what kind of a sanction you get. Because you're not allowed to use, like, your phone in the car. I wonder what they will even cite you with for riding your bike. Oh, oh, no, no. But the bike is held stationary. Yeah. It's it's what? held stationary. Yeah. What? Not as much fun. Oh. Now I'm I'm not as impressed. Yeah, actually, it's taking, like, a bike and, like, taking the back wheel off it or something like that. And then... Well, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much cooler when we thought you're actually riding around. Yeah. yeah. I bet you could use it for that. I mean, they don't know. You can put this laptop handlebar thing on your actual bike. I like how the laptop handlebar is massively discounted. It's... It's significantly cheaper, I assume, because everyone is terrified of buying it. <laughs> wow. Bree, if wow. you if you think people are looking at you now on your motorcycle, imagine if you're riding around the city on laptop. one of those with a laptop. Hell in front yeah! Of you. We need we need a compare and contrast of Bree on her motorcycle, yeah, and then me with my and then Steve <laughs> on this one, and then we should have a vote of which one really is cooler. Yeah. I'm I'm a hundred percent for that. Yeah, really tough call. Yeah, what was that you cool. said last week, Georgie? You, sh- you sh- shoot so far that you go all the way up to the moon or something? Jump the shark all the way up to the moon? Yeah. You, if you jump the shark far enough. Yeah. That would be me. Anyway, Steve, what video anyway, game were you playing? So I, I don't even know. <laughs> were you playing it on the bike? That's what I want to know. Because if so, you're playing a horror game, I can see myself pedaling really fast just oh, yeah. to try to burn off the anxiety. It's it's good when I'm playing anything where I'm like a third person and I'm running behind the guy and I kind of pedal harder when I'm when I'm. Now, behind. do you actually are you actually do you actually you actually have one? Yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> no, this wasn't just an elaborate. This was joke. this wasn't just an elaborate ruse. No, I actually own one. Wait, do I? Wait, why didn't you? Why didn't you realize that? Why would Steve make that up? I'm just telling stories here, Georgia. I'm I not really. Like, I don't know if Georgia thinks any of us are real. Like, I think yeah. she just made this whole thing was a joke. We're just disembodied voices on the internet. And really. every now and then, Georgia's like, wait, you guys actually play video games? <laughs> what? I don't do that. I thought this was just a fun game we were all doing. <laughs> I want video. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, but I, I think it, I think it's actually a really smart idea. I think that if I if I had that, I would work out. Much I think you, more I think you should get easily. that present in tech and then review it on the show. I, I actually, yeah. if if they would send us one, I really would review it. And I think it is a really smart idea. I'm not kidding yeah. because I use my I would be on it right now. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it looks absolutely ridiculous, but it's it's great for what I I'm think doing. it's a smart idea. No, I really yeah. do, but I do want to see video of you doing it. I also have to say, like, Steve is in good shape for a software developer. Like, there, there's, <laughs> like you are. Like, Which means not, I'm not 700 yeah. pounds, basically. Right, is right. that, like, the title of his diet book, Good Shape for a <laughs> yes. Software Developer? God, I, I, have, I have reasonable goals, reasonable, achievable goals, Maddie. Okay. You you look healthy. It's yeah. working for you. I'm, I'm not so. corpulent, so... <laughs> I like I like this. Not I think I might get this for an egg. Wrong with that, right? Right. right. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Yeah. So so I've been playing Infamous Second Son. Okay. And mm. I I'm not sure how I feel about it right now because it, it feels like more of the same. I see. I you said that, and I wasn't sure exactly what you meant by it. <laughs> but I'm so I'm about two hours in, and it's like so. The idea is that it's a different, it takes place like seven years after the first two infamous games, and it's another one of these guys who's a conduit, except that instead of lightning, like the guy in the first two games, he's got like smoke power. So, but the thing is that all the powers, so I was expecting, okay, this is a different guy, he's got different powers, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be kind of the same type of gameplay, but it'll have different powers to play around with. They're all the same things that the lightning guy had. Yeah. It's like down to everything like he he shoots out fireballs instead of lightning bolts yep. he flies in the air he has the move where he slams down and it's it's lava instead of instead of electricity yep. he throws grenades he throw you know it's like i mean i understand that some of those things are going to be the same but it's just like so the same that i was like really like we couldn't come up with anything new and interesting and i know that there's another like neon set of powers that you get later on but it's and, it's, and it's maybe, generally the same again yeah so and, and and what I'm finding is that it's more frustrating because I feel like there are less so instead of soaking up electricity, he soaks up smoke to, to replenish his power. And it feels like there are just not a lot of smokestacks around. And it there are less places in the environment where it makes sense to have a smokestack. So it's like, okay, well, I ran out of power, now I need to go find my way up to a roof so I can go to recharge and then go back down and fight these guys again. And it just doesn't it doesn't flow quite as well. And then the the whole morality thing is just a whole other, like, so they have you make a choice right at the beginning to be, if you're going to be a hero or a villain, and it's, it's literally turn yourself in and we'll spare all of your family or, you know, screw, screw those guys and they'll all die and, you know, you'll be fine. Yeah, murder like an older woman right in front of you. Right, right. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> yeah, like murder the old woman who is you know clearly like your your maternal uh, you know figure in the in the game or whatever. And it's like all the all this it's like, do you want to beat up drug dealers or do you want to go blow up these uh, these peaceful activists? And it's yeah. like, do you would you like to rescue a puppy or would you like to burn down an orphanage? Like, it's just like there's oh, no damn. there's no gray area there. It's not like it's not like Mass Effect where you have like choices and there's not really a right answer it's just like oh do you want to be do you want to be a really nice guy or do you want to be a jerk like well i don't see what the point is of being a jerk i i do have to say i thought that game excelled at characterization and i thought that i thought that the characters they created for this one were drastically better better than zeke and whatever oh no doubt and the voice acting is fantastic and you get you get actual like emotions out of the out of the out of the the cinematics and stuff like that, yeah. but it's like and the I, VFX are yeah. excellent. And I love like walking through, and it's Seattle, right? So so all right. the you know there's rain on all the streets, and you can see all the reflections of the buildings and the in the puddles, and it's beautiful. But it's like it feels so tedious, and I don't know. I'll, I'll probably stick with it a little bit, but I'm not I'm not really enjoying it, unfortunately. 
It's, yeah. I mean, I felt like it was very similar to Infamous 2. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I just played through most of Infamous 2. So it's like, it's fresh in my mind already. Yeah. And it's not like three years removed. Like, I just played it like three months ago. So it's like, okay, well, I just played this game and it's almost exactly like the other one, except with like a couple of cosmetic differences. But it's very pretty. Okay. So. Maddie, what so. did you play this week? Well, this week I bought myself a PS4, everybody. Yeah. Did you? Did you? I did. It's, Good for you. It's my birthday, so I got myself oh. a birthday present. Well, happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah, Brian and I have a birthday around the same time. I just we do, we week. do. Do you um, also share it with happy George birthday. Bush? Uh, no, I, I don't have oh. the same birthday as you. I, okay. my birthday's yeah. technically in a couple days from now, okay. but, um, yeah. yeah, I didn't know until this week that we had almost the same birthday. Wow. Um, so we were probably separated at birth. We're twins. <laughs> and anyway, uh, I played the child of light demo right before this show. Oh, wow. I, I've, you know what? My daughter's been starting to bug me about that. So what did you think about that? Cause I've heard very mixed reviews yeah. about that game. Okay. So. I'm sure everybody who has even heard of this game already knows this, but this entire game is written in verse. Yeah. Like rhyming uh, verse. Uh, oh. And it is not oh. written in verse by an English speaker, from what I understand. Oh. I don't, th- I'm not like saying that as a joke. Like, I think that's yeah. the case. I, I could be wrong about that. Um, I hope I'm not wrong because. It's allowing me to give a lot of slack to whoever wrote this game to assume that because if they are a native English speaker, then I really want to have a chat with them about what (laughs) is happening because that was a huge mistake because this is actually a good game and it has a lot of dialogue in it. It's story driven, but the gameplay and the look of the game is so good that it pains me that the text in the game is so bad that just the difference between those the quality of the story the way the story is told it's bonkers it i don't understand how this happened and i know that the guy i i i don't think i'm misremembering this but i think the guy who wrote this is the same guy who wrote far cry 3 it is this it is the same yeah, team it's definitely the it's same that team. same team and he was like what yeah, yeah no i know this is like a really weird story i should have looked this up for the show i'm sorry everyone um google away listeners uh <laughs> and so he was like this is a pet project for me i read all these articles whenever they came out months and months ago um this is a pet project i've always wanted to make this weird game about a cute little princess who does cool things not far cry definitely not that i've secretly wanted to make this adorable princess game and i'm like you know what dude that's really weird but that's cool i can get on board with that you know maybe i shouldn't think it's weird for a dude to want to make a princess game i should think it's cool and i will but somebody should have told this guy that he did not need to do the rhyming thing yeah because it is bad and i feel like this was a situation where people were like the rest of this game is so great it's really weird that he wants all this dialogue to rhyme, but we feel like we have to go with it because it's his vision and he's successful and we just got to ride this pony all the way into the sunset. But no, <laughs> somebody needed to stop this guy. Somebody needed to sit him down. <laughs> I am serious. I, it really has bothered me. So anyway, my idea, here's my idea. After I finish my Hashroids mod, I make a mod of this game in which all the dialogue is rewritten, not to be good per se, although I could enlist Bree's help with it and make sure it's actually good dialogue. Just make it does not rhyme anymore. Just take out all the rhyming. Just make the sentences normal sentences 
It wouldn't be that hard to do because most of these rhymes don't need to be there at all. Just mod the game <laughs> so that this is gone. And then it would probably be like game of the year. I don't know. It's beautiful. It, oh, it's so beautiful. Maddie wants butt mode for this game. I, I do, but I want like the opposite of butt mode. I want like serious mode, you know, like the game is in goofy mode right now and I need it to like stop that. Step it up. I don't know. Yeah, so apparently, apparently, no, I just Googled it. It's apparently, it's, uh, it's Far Cry 3's director, Patrick Plord, who developed it. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. So did you do the, the two player co-op mode with your boyfriend? I did. I did. And how'd that work out? It worked pretty well because the second player is sort of like the star collector in Mario. It's like you just kind of float around. Um, he showed up after I'd already learned how to play and kind of hopped in. And that was a nice surprise that he was able to do that. Yeah. So that worked really well. If you have somebody else who lives with you who isn't that into games really and <laughs> just kind of wants to hop in and be a star, then that is, that is also possible to do in this game. Gameplay-wise, I really enjoyed it. It's like a turn-based typical RPG. There's an interesting mechanic with timing where the enemy's attacks take certain amounts of time and your attacks take different amounts of time depending on which attack you choose and you line up the attacks according to their length of time. And um, yeah, I thought that was a really cool way to set up a turn-based game and I really enjoyed it. Cool. Maybe I'll try it after we finish uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn. Maybe that'll be the next one that I co-op with my my seven-year-old. Oh... It's yeah, just... I'd say let her. I'd say let her actually play as the princess because the yeah. game isn't that difficult. Okay, yeah, I could do and, that. And also because if I were a little girl, I know I always really wanted to play as the princess in these kinds of games, and it was never cool. an option. So yeah, we were going. Know, through, let her have we were that. going through like the videos in PSN one day, and she was like mesmerized by it. Made me watch. Maybe put on the video like three or four times. So it's a really, it's beautiful. It's really pretty. Yeah. Yeah. It holds up, and I, I don't know if it's just because the PS4 is awesome or because I'm high on how new it is and everything, but oh. I really love how it looks on my big Oh, TV. it's so sexy. Yeah, I mean, all the, all the UBR is... stuff. I mean, Rayman Legends was beautiful, too. Even on the even on the PlayStation 3, it was beautiful. Yeah, so. and I love that controller, too. Yeah, the controller is great. It feels really good. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I'm I really agree. loving it. But yeah, this is this is all new for me. Completely new PS4. So, oh, and so also, Maddie, I kept now playing that, Civ oh, 5. I kept yeah. playing Civ 5. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, so Steve and I in Georgia, I hope you get a PS4, too, yeah. so you, we can all do this together. But Steve and I pre-ordered uh, Destiny this week. Oh. So I, ha- I haven't, so I haven't now, done it yet. I'm about to pull the trigger on it. Okay, well, then you yeah. have to. So Now we all have so to. So we have to form a clan called Moon the Metricons, wizards. <laughs> what um, you love? What I love that. That's a great idea. Yeah, I think Moon Wizards is probably taken. Um, yeah, oh, please. I'm surprised you didn't say Hashtroids, but it's okay. I'm on board still. Okay, okay. We've got to do this. We've got to do it's this. Good. So, Georgia, where are you playing this week? Okay, well, I'm not playing it on the fit desk though. I think that this would have made it much more fun. I'm not kidding. I'm not. I'm totally not kidding. I think that, but I'm playing a really simple game because it's been a rough week. I'm playing Drop Seven, which oh, is. Oh, I love Drop Seven. Oh, I, oh, I oh. love Drop Seven. I love it. It's like one of those games that I can always go back to, and it's like math and a puzzle game put together, but it's simple. You don't have to love math to love this game. And this might seem strange. I find the game soothing. Yeah, no. no. And, and smart, but not something that you have to spend a lot of time to get into and it's absolutely addicting it might not be as addicting as hashtroids but 
It's it's just such a fun game. So I've been I've been playing that. You, so Georgia, I have to tell you about this. I have to tell you about this. I have to tell you. About you're probably. This. So, I think I know what you're so, going to say, and I was about to say yes, it if you weren't. Yes. Go ahead. So Brian, Brian is a really really good friend of Stephen, uh, of both of us, um, and he has made a kind of twist on Drop Seven called uh, called Rogue Vertex, and it is so good. It is so good. It is one of these gem. Yeah. Gems is criminally not done well in the app. Yeah, he's taken it. He's like, taken the formula and like cranked it up to the next level. And it's it really good. Really, Rogue, really good. It is Rogue really Vertex. Nice. Rogue Vertex. Oh, okay. You must play it. Okay, I'm I'm downloading it now. So and downloading. Yeah. yeah. And, and we've lost it. Georgia. Yeah, we've lost well, Georgia. You know <laughs> what? I would rather, if she's going to play a game during the show, I would rather it be Rogue Vertex than Hashtroids. So that's fine. Yeah. I <laughs> so, Maddie, I'm so angry at you this week. <laughs> I'm so angry at you. Why? You stole all of Saturday and Sunday from me by talking about Civ <laughs> If it and... makes you feel better, I spent all weekend also playing okay. Civ Five. My my and husband also is fast. playing Civ Five. Just yeah. so you guys know, yeah. I just Last know. isometric while I was like working here doing this hard work of of the show, well, he's busy playing Civ Five. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm tweeting at Maddie about how my favorite thing to do is to obviously play with Empress Wu as the leader because hello, like, yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real life. Right. Yeah. There's a, if there's a character called Empress Wu, I have yeah. to play that game. Like, I just do. So, and I'm like, yeah, the best strategy is just to research science for the whole game. And then once you get flight to just bomb every other civilization <laughs> into oblivion. And I'm like, God, I really, I really, I got to do it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I just lost all weekend to that, man. <laughs> Sorry. Uh. I'm also sorry for myself, though, because <laughs> I, it's getting to like a point where it's sad and weird. Yeah. Like, I need to stop, I think. Right. Like, it, it got weird over the weekend. I hit a critical point around Sunday night where I was like, this is weird now. I didn't do anything else. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I kind of yeah. look back on, on the weekend of July 4th and I was like, Huh. What weekend? <laughs> this is ending clean now. My house. This is I now gonna, an, yeah. a weekend that oh. is gone. Three day weekend. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that re- that reminds me of one weekend back before we had kids, and my wife and I played through like the entirety of Dark Cloud Two in a single weekend, and we didn't leave the house. Mm. And it was just like we looked up at it, and we're like, "Where? What happened?" Like, where, like, like yeah. where, where, how is it Sunday night? Like, what the hell happened? And all right. we've done is play this game all weekend. Yeah. It's a problem. I don't really recommend Civ 5 to anybody. Yeah. Don't. I don't think, just you, don't. I don't think anyone should play don't. it at this point. I've really turned around on it. I just, guys, I just want to leave and go play Civ 5 now. But I'm not. I'm still here. I'm holding on. You know I'm a game is on. good is when you're saying I should stop. Yeah. And you're like, I have to go and play Civ Five. Excuse me. I have a thing. It's not Civ Five. It's a different thing. What's the? It's totally not Civ Five. Can I can I ask a question while we're here and I can get some like actual? Uh, what's the difference between Rogue Vertex and Drop Seven? There are some additional modes that aren't in Drop Seven. Oh, okay. It's the additional modes that I'm not actually playing because I always start off with the basic. Okay, cool. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, he's got I'm like a this. campaign mode with like uh like some spaceship space shooting uh missions in the middle of it and stuff like that 
I, I don't think Brian would mind me saying this. Like, he worked so hard on that game, and it only downloaded, like, 50 copies of 50 really? people buying it. Well, so, like, let's change that, because yeah, this is fun. Yeah. I love these kind of games. Okay. So George is going to download it like 200 times just on her own. So yeah, that, yeah, yeah. you know I am that intense. <laughs> so, Everybody download yeah. that game instead of Civ Yes, please. Yeah. Please. yeah. I, I've had yeah. it installed and I just, I'm afraid. Like I've tried the tutorial a couple times. I haven't gotten very far in it and I'm just like just afraid. Just uninstall really... it, Steve. Well, I really need can, to. Okay. <laughs> There's still hope for you, Steve. Not for the rest of us. Well, you know, it's, it's. I have the editing game to play too, so that that kind of keeps me from uh, getting <laughs> yeah, into this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping I don't make your editing game even more difficult. Uh, no, hopefully not this week. So. Achievement unlocked. <laughs> yeah, we we ought to, we really ought to get going before <laughs> we really go off the rails more so than usual. Uh, you can find all the show notes and the links we talked about from this episode at isometricshow.com. Uh, you can continue to send us uh, some of your awesome emails at feedback at isometricshow.com and you can tweet the show at isometricshow and uh, you can also follow us. I am at Wicked Good and Bree, where can people find you? They can find me in my medically induced coma <laughs> that I will have followed the show from having shipped a game after three <laughs> years. So <laughs> I will see you guys later. Or you can talk to somebody on the Twitter account Space Cat Gal. And Maddie, where can people find you? <laughs> I'm at Samus Clone. And Georgia? Georgia underscore Dow. So uh, thank you very much for listening as always, and we will catch you next week. Have a great one. You know, it's so funny that you're the first person to bring up hemorrhoids when you're the most Mary Poppins of all of us. <laughs> I know. I was really taken aback. I, I actually wasn't Were expecting you? you to go there. I <laughs> I feel like I didn't know what to say because you just put it out there and I was like, wow, I don't <laughs> My mom was a nurse. I'm I'm not I'm I I'm not squeamish at all. I guess I just envision you when you're not recording the show with me is like tap dancing on a rooftop with an umbrella with the chimney <laughs> sweeper. <laughs> You know, so it's just a little surprising. Is all I'm I, saying. T- I, yeah, you, yeah, you should. I I hear a lot of stuff okay. <laughs> when I'm not tap dancing on a rooftop singing songs. I do that too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Right. I, I feel like we've learned a lot today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.